Hello everyone and welcome to Golden Walkman Magazine. My name is David G. Walker, the editor of the magazine, bringing you the first issue of June 2020, which is fiction. We have a wonderful piece by Karen Pierce Gonzalez called It's Just Wind. And this was a very interesting story when I read it the first time. Uh, I read it a few times over uh, just to sort of um, live in the world of this story. Um, it's it's one that I don't think is very forgettable. So um, I hope you enjoy the story. I think we're just going to get right into it. So here we go. This is uh, It's Just Win by Karen Pierce Gonzalez. Hope you enjoy. It's Just Wind by Karen Pierce Gonzalez. Ruby brought in the mail and locked the door behind her. She put the envelopes on an end table and pushed thin strands of fine gray hair out of her face. A gust had loosened them from their place in the bun atop her head. Cursing, she reached for the telephone by the couch and tried several times to dial her friend's number. Adele was the last person on her list. Raising her voice, she called for her grandson to help her. Billy, I, I can't seem to get it right. Here, here, you, you try. I've got, I've got to tell Adele, it's coming. She then walked back to the door and checked the lock. I don't like it, not one bit. So help me if, if sick it's in. Grandma, it's just wind. Why do you make such a big deal out of it? Twelve-year-old Billy frowned as he dialed the number. Ruby sat down and put the receiver to her ear. As it rang, she stared at Billy. Since when did he know more than her about such things? He'd not been old enough at the time to understand what it had done to... Hello, Adele? Th this is Ruby. Re remember me? We haven't talked in a while. Yet, like, not like when we were in high school. She kept her voice light. It's hard to recall so many years ago, I know, isn't it? Ruby paused to hear what her friend was saying. Her free hand slid up to the side of her narrow face to pat her cheekbone. She closed her pale eyes for a moment, then opened them to look at Billy. Pointing to the front yard, he mimed swinging a baseball bat. She mouthed the words, no, not outside, and forcefully raised up an index finger. He nodded and rolled his eyes before retreating to his bedroom. Telling everyone about it makes you look crazy, he muttered as he closed his door. Ruby asked Adele about her health. Before her friend could reply, she continued, I, I, I called to tell you to be careful. The, the wind is at it again. It, it takes whatever it wants, whatever you love. Believe me, believe me, Adele, it, it will. She started to tell her what it had done the year before to her neighbor, Mrs. Donato, when it came through, but had to wait for Adele to quit coughing. 
Dempsey described the blast of freezing air that blew Mr. Donato right out of town without so much as a goodbye. Ruby had warned Mrs. Donato about the gales, too. Thinking it was a joke, the Italian immigrant laughed. But when it happened to her, she came running over in her slippered feet, sobbing, The wind, the wind, it just took them. We, we were standing right there on the curb, waiting for the boss. She stopped to catch her breath. Right, right before we got married, I, I went to fortune teller. The red-haired woman with charcoal eyes told Mrs. Donato her husband was like a feather, easily swept away. I thought if she was a-playing it with me for more money. Then Mrs. Donato described the sudden appearance of a young woman in a tightly knit dress. He, uh, he ran her right to her, right to her arms. Mrs. Donato had grabbed the sleeve of Ruby's cable-knit sweater. She was, uh, she was another from here. Her, you could tell her hair, uh, fluffy, like, uh, like you see on TV on top of the head. And she, uh, she whipped around him like a, uh, like, what do you say, a tornado. Then uh, they were gone. Now what will I do? Ruby had silently drawn the dots between what happened to Mrs. Donato and her own daughter, Kitty, even though some part of her still hoped it wasn't true. But there it was again, the wind. After Mrs. Donato had gone home, Ruby started calling people she knew, doing for them what she had wished someone would have done for her years before. Stay, stay alert, Adele. We've got to be smart about this. She pursed her lips and leaned into the receiver. Well, well, it does sound funny to, to be so worried. Her eyes darted towards the window facing the street. Just then, Billy came out of his room and sat cross-legged near her feet. His dark curls were like his mother's. How she had loved to brush Kitty's hair before Kitty bleached it blonde and disappeared on the back of a motorcycle driven by a broad-backed circus scout. Swore he could get her a job in the big top. Kitty never told them where she was going or when she'd be back. She and the man on the bike circled Ruby and Billy, then disappeared. Stunned, Ruby had grabbed a hold of the boy's hand and willed herself and him to stand still, even though her grandson wavered. Ruby cursed herself for giving Kitty gymnastic classes. The acrobatic lessons made it possible for her to be flexible, bending backwards. She could walk hands first, the entire length of a balance beam. It turned out to be the only kind of balance she had and the type the talent man said he was looking for. The windy carnival recruiter swept up Kitty, an unwed mother who did not name Billy's father because he, her dreams did not include him or the child. She was blown away from a life requiring her to have both feet on the ground. It had taken Ruby a long time to accept the loss. Raising Billy kept her busy most of the time, 
but when she sensed the approaching tale of a weather flurry, she grieved all over again. Uh, Adele, I've, I've got to go now. Uh, time to get dinner ready for Billy. Billy, Adele, Kitty's son. He's my little man. I don't know what I'd do without him. Mind what I told you, Adele, okay? Wind's, wind's dangerous when it, when it flares up. Ruby hung up the phone, lowered her head, and started to weep. She missed Kitty. Felt badly Billy didn't have his mother. She hated the wind more than ever before. Grandma, are you okay? Billy asked. I'm fine, sweetie. Just, just need to keep Buster away. She sat up and tamped a loose pin back into her bun, took a few deep breaths and said, how, how about we get, we get some dinner ready? She forced a smile. First, uh, I'll, I'll take the garbage out. Let me do it this time. Billy followed his grandmother into the kitchen. Ruby opened the back door and grabbed the loose end of her rope she had nailed to the porch step and tied it to the boy's belt before she let him carry the trash can out. A late afternoon mist had settled in. Beads of moisture appeared on the steps. Ruby felt the rush of a cold breeze and glanced up at the sky. Damn it, damn it, go away! She warned as it tussled Billy's hair. She tried to grab hold of him but slipped. Shoes flying off, she was only vaguely aware of moaning before becoming light enough for a draft to lift her upwards. On her back, Ruby struggled to say something to Billy, but before any words came out, she found herself looking down at Mrs. Donato, trimming the bright yellow chrysanthemums between their two yards. Unable to speak, Ruby pulled gusts of hair into her arms as they carried her to a countryside circus. Hovering momentarily above a tattered tent, she watched Kitty complete a perfect balance beam dismount. When the chill wafts started moving again, she kicked and pushed as hard as she could against the cocoon of currents that finally brought her almost back to the yard where Billy was screaming. What's the matter? Mrs. Donato came running over. The wind, Billy tugged on the rope to untie it but it wouldn't come loose. The wind, the wind is trying to take Grandma. Wildly waving his hands, he grasped for her. She stretched her legs down as far as she could, but he was too short to touch even the tips of her toes. Mm -hmm.